If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spoofy, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make podcasts in one place. Mandatory call to action. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 39 of season 1. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, and I count it an honor and privilege to be here to share this podcast with you, what God's put on my heart to share with you through the Bible study, what He's put on my heart to share with you, the song that He had me pick out today, what a, a privilege to share with you. The magazine story from God Teaches in Different Ways. And everything that God has put here today for us to listen to this podcast. So I count it an honor and privilege to be here. Now, we do have one song of worship and it's called Let It Rain from Michael W. Smith. Then our Bible study, we're going to be teaching on the subject. Jesus taught us to pray. And then we're going to be looking at our magazine thing. True masculinity and true femininity. And then, of course, we're going to do our prayer time and prayer uh, request time and, and other things that we need there to do. On that note, I'd like to say God bless you. Enjoy this this song and we'll be right back after this song. Welcome back to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 39. Um, sorry about the music. We had a technical difficulty where we couldn't get the music to play, so we decided to go on without the pod, without it in the podcast. And just so you know, since we're filling in some time here, um, this podcast is on Spotify, Pocket Cast, <coughs> Radio Public, excuse me, Bleakers, and Google Podcast. And also, I want a live commercial I want to read here for you. It's called, If You Want to Know About All Sports Information, Go to YouTube search bar and type in charge it to the game podcast and you will get all you need about the world of sports again go to youtube and type in podcasts charge it to the game podcast i am a subscriber and i recommend this podcast to you describe to them today and Find out everything you need to know about 
charge it to the game podcast. And you'd be glad that you did. And I am a describer about that. And i not a big force fan myself, but I describe for my dad to let him keep in, you know, as a resource for him to know what's going on and what they're talking about. And it gives a way for me and my dad to relate with each other and talk with each other. All right. We're going to go on now to our Bible study. And it's on the subject, how Jesus taught us to pray. And we're going to look at Matthew, the book of Matthew. Chapter number six. And we're going to look at verse 11. And it says, Give us this day our daily bread. Now, I know it says, the, the book here says, Jesus taught us how to pray. Well, this devotional wants us to specifically look at the first part of that prayer. And the first part of that prayer is, Give us this day our daily bread. In other words, what this need is be saying is, give us today what we need to study, what we need to sing, what we need to understand what's going on out there in the world today. Today. In other words, you need to, you know, let God, through the Holy Spirit, show you scripture and worship songs of how God wants you to handle your day when things come against you. Now, there's a reason why God wants us to read the Bible every day. Because... If we go back to the book of Genesis, we learn that the Israelis was provided manna every day. And they had to go and pick it up every day, except on the Lord's Sabbath day. The day before the Lord's Sabbath day, God allowed them to pick up, you know, double the portion. But there is a reason why he wanted them to pick it up every day. Because he didn't want them eating yesterday manna. Because yesterday manna is rotten to the core, don't taste good anymore, and it would make you sick. As Christians, we can't live on yesterday's manna, which meaning the word of God. We need to go on a daily basis to the scriptures and collect what God wants us to read. And God knows what he needs. And if God knows what we need, it will be in the scriptures for you. All right. But then we got some Christians out there that 
when they go on vacations, is think it's okay to read ahead book and move on and then forget about it. Well, I'm glad that you're going into God's word for that day and, and act doing extra stuff. But let me tell you something, saints. You're eating manna that's not even been created for you yet. Okay, and it won't even, I mean, the scripture would make sense, but it won't make sense why God is showing it in your life at that time. And if you're binge reading like that, you're not really comprehending and spending the time with God that he wants you to spend. That is a wrong practice. In fact, it caused problems between my pastor, me and my wife. Because this person he knows used to do that. And because this person I'm talking about was a friend of mine, he assumed that we followed this person and did the same thing. And and the pastor would get mad because we would go on vacation. He would think we would even darken a door of a church, which is not true. Me and my wife did our devotion times in the morning on Sunday all week long. We made time for God, and then we did go to church on Sunday up there on vacation. He went, oh, you mean you don't take a vacation from God? And we said, no, we don't. And then we told him where we go, and it came to the point where he believed us, because I don't think he did at first. Because we actually named the church that he was can he was candidating for, that he was trying out to become the pastor there. Well, it came down to it that after that he never gave us another problem when we were going on vacation, because we did not stop going to church, we did not stop our devotional time, we did not stop things. For, for vacations, we did not put God on the shelf. We continued to do that. And we got to do that in our daily lives. My wife gets up every day at 5 o'clock in the morning. Even when she worked the day shift, when we first got married at the Palace of Auburn Hills, she would get up at 5 o'clock in the morning to do, actually I think it was even earlier then, to go through her time with God, her devotional time. And she still does that today. And that's what helps her get through her day. Because God gives her the manna that she needs. And you might be saying, well, Pastor Ron, if she's reading a devotional book or God's word for the day or, or stuff like that, how is she getting the manna that you're talking about that you need every day? Because God knew when those books were written for us to use, who was going to get those books, when they were going to get those books, and he put those thoughts in place in the time when then everybody needed them. All right? And in other words, he's helping us with that manna. Now, if you're living on yesterday's manna, it's not going to help you through the next day. You've got to get into the Word 
of God. You guys start your prayer out, Lord, give me, Lord, let, teach me today what I need. Give me my daily bread from your word today. And that's what Jesus is trying to teach us here. We need to go to God first thing and say, Lord, give me today my daily bread. In other words, give me the knowledge, give me the scripture, give me the point that I need to do this day. To get through this day. And amazingly or not, he will give it through to you. Our God is a God that plans ahead for you and me. And like I said, we can't read ahead. We got to do it when God wants us to do it. Because if we try to collect that manna early... The next day, it's all going to be laid to waste, just like the Israelis found out, because some didn't, some didn't listen and collected it, and it, they had nothing to eat for the next day, because they collected it early. There was only one day that God wanted them to do this, and that was on their Sabbath day, the day before their Sabbath. Now, if they wasn't greedy. They would have the manna the next day. In fact, they had the manna for the next day, but they learned that they didn't go out and collect it, probably, because they thought everything was going to be fine. Then, two of the day, the manna's gone. They go to eat what they collected double, and it was went bad. I'm not saying that the word of God will go bad, but what I'm saying here is that if we want it for today, we got to get it fresh from God and ask him to give us that daily bread. We'll be right back after these messages for our magazine story. Um, a segment, our God teaches us in different ways. True miscellaneity and familiarity. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 30 to 9. And to make things easier, I know it's got a different title, but to make things easier for the kids to understand, we're going to call this Teaching Kids True How to Be a Man and How to Be a Girl or a Woman. All right? And I got this out of my pastor magazine that I subscribe to. And let's read it, the article. It says, teaching kids how to be true men and women. I'm, you know, I'm changing the title. The best suit them when they're listening. One of the most challenging issues facing parents today seem almost too simple. How should we raise our boys to be men and our girls to be women? Before we know their weight or their length, Give them a name or hold them close. We are looking at their underparts to see if they are girls or boys. From that moment on, a big part of our life is helping them to be all that they can be as a boy and a girl. Mixed signals. It is easy for today's parents to become confused on one hand. We're bombarded with the barrage barricade of messages informing us 
that men masculinity is toxic and boys should be more like girls. These voices tell us that the difference between girls and boys are, are only the matter of physical variations and that children should be raised in exactly the same way without programming them with archarchy, thinking about how boys or girls should act. According to this way of thinking, most different between men and women are stamped upon them by the way they are raised or nurtured. Yet, and yet in Genesis 2, 21-23, we read plainly that it was God who designed and created us as men and women. In fact, God made a point of impressing this upon Adam and he, when he brought him to the animals to be named, we read. <coughs> so Adam gave names to all the cattle, the birds, the beasts, the fields. But Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him in Genesis 2.20. As men, Adam was incomplete. He had no counterpart, no partner, no complementary person who would, with him, complete the first human family. So God get created Eve, the woman. Okay? God who designed and created and established this complementary duel. We let to one of the fundamental keys to understanding what we should teach our children about masculinity for being a man and femininity of being a woman. That key stems from the roles and responsibilities that God gave to each. I'm sorry if I'm having trouble with those words. The role and the rules. But before we get to that key, let's first consider an unintentional folly that we can create in trying to define the measure of a true man and a true woman. We can introvertly create the wrong yardstick. For example, we might say that the following words describe men courteous. Strong, determined, dependable, reliable, and trustworthy. And we might describe a f woman as gentle, patient, approachable, kind, modest, and discreet. Such adjectives are often used by people who think more conservatively about men and women. And make no mistake... These are words that would describe a fine man and a fine woman. But didn't you notice the problem when using these descriptions? Men and women, all of them speak to the character of a person as description of character. They are not exclusive to men or women. The truth is women should be encouraged, strong, couraged, courageous, strong, and determined 
as were Esther and Ruth and Mary. And men should be modest, kind, and approachable, like Moses, David, and Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. If we were to, if we are to train our boys to be men and our girls to be women, we need to def definitely between character traits and godly roles and responsibilities. God's character traits are expressed by both male and female. Courageous, humility, kindness, love, peace are not unique men and women traits. They are godly traits. But that doesn't mean that there is no difference between boys and girls and between men and women. So what guys should so what guys should we use to teach our children? For example, we look at the Bible. Okay? You so what is this telling us here? I just read an export of the full article because the other parts of the article is not really going to the part of this lesson. So what did we learn here? We learned we got to stop stereotyping boys and girls about who they are should be a men or women. In other words, we need to bring them up that there is distinctions. But the responsibility to both are the same. Just because they're different don't mean they're not the same. Alright? And there's a lot of men out there that think women should just be servants. And there's a lot of women out there that think men should just be the head of the household. But that's the way they were taught. Actually, God wants the women and men to be partners in serving him. And having the same goals in serving him and living for him. And we should be teaching boys from the Bible. Not saying, I mean, of, of the things that it said that the Bible should be taught. They should be courteous. They should be kind. They should be peaceful. Because... There's no rule of things that God, men do and no rule that just women do. You know, both women and, men, women and men can do the same. But the main thing is we need to teach them. We need to teach them to be fine young gentlemen and we need them to be, teach them to be fine young women. But we can't stereotype either one because that's going to downgrade the woman and it's going to downgrade the man. To what life says they are. So let's teach them the biblical way. Teach them what the differences are. Because there is a time when that talk comes. But we also got to teach them to act the same way. And become a team. All right. We'll be right back after these messages. For our, for our prayer request time and closing remarks. Welcome back to God's Internet Church for our prayer request and closing remarks segment. 
we got three prayer requests that I want to share. The first one is, you know, to continue to pray for the, the Glopper family for their loss of, of their um, son and husband and daughter and mother and father and, and mother-in-law and father-in-law. I mean, these three people were a lot of things. So we need to pray for these two girls and the mother and possibly the father to, uh, with this grieving time. And then we're going to pray for the continuation of Bob Katz and my, my step-uncle and, and uh, Bernice Katz's husband and the rest of the family as we're grieving for her. And then we're going to pray for my dad, which is a heart issue. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask you right now to come and be with us in a special way. We ask you to be with my Aunt Evelyn and, and the two daughters of this Dickelopper family, Lord. I just ask you right now, Lord, to comfort them, put your arms around them, and help them, Lord, with the loss of, of their family, Lord, and help them get through and i also ask you to be with my uncle george's family lord which is my aunt evelyn's brother lord we just ask you to continue to help them get through this time of loss too lord and lord i i ask you to be with bob Cass, lord i ask you to put your loving arms around him lord and help him with this time of loss and help aunt bernice's kids with their time of loss and help the family with their time of loss and, Lord, I lift my dad up, Jim Weaver, to you right now, Lord. I just ask you, don't let that aneurysm grow or let it disappear or, and let it disappear, Lord. And also strengthen his heart, his aorta walls, Lord, so he can live and serve you for another time. We ask you all this in Jesus' name. Amen. On that note, we came to the end of our podcast. And again, I'd like to apologize for the song not working and things going wrong. But you know, this podcast became what God wants. The devil might think that he did something and got a win there. But you know, God knew. And God already had a plan what, what he wanted done. So on that note, i like to say God bless you. And see you tomorrow for God's... In oh, no. I'll see you Monday for God's Internet Church Podcast. Since we don't have a podcast on Friday, um, I'd like to say God bless you. Have a good weekend. Be kind to each other, love one another, and help each other out in the Lord through these times. And on that note, I'd like to say God bless you and see you next time for God's Internet Church. I'm your host, Pastor Ron Weaver. See you next time for God's Internet Church Podcast, Episode 40, on Monday. God bless you all and have a good week. Again.